Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Spooky Movie Club. Uh, the, the the kids' gloves are off, and we're going to get right down to the spookiness in this episode. I am your host, Zach Weiss, and I was built on an ancient burial ground. Ladies. I forgot the word Indian there. Mm-hmm. But do they ever say Indian in the movie? No. But everyone just assumes it's an ancient Indian burial ground. Nobody, they're all dressed like... Like white people. Daddy. Anyway, um, my co-host this week was just was just bursting with the seams with ghosts and ghouls. But then I had a a, a tiny little woman come in and work on him, and now I can proudly declare to all listening out there, this host is clean, Adam Weiss. We can't just glaze over the fact that you just at the most perfect timing of they're all dressed like white people. <laughs> Well, what am I, Anthony Jeselnik? That's uh, the, it, the way it, you just... That's what I say, it had like a very Anthony Jeselnik delivery to it. Um, I think in the movie at one point, the guy who owns the, the, the developing company, um, I think he says Indian Burial Ground, but like you but said... here's like, the thing. The... Here's the thing. I don't imagine a quote-unquote Indian Burial Ground to have... Like be set up like a traditional cemetery with headstones and such. No, um, but and it's made clear that there were headstones to be moved. Yeah, and um, again, people like it looked like the people that were popping up were wearing like suits and pearls. <laughs> yeah, like so. like like all the ghosts had pearls and jazz hats on. Like yeah. I don't think <laughs> I don't think like a bunch of think... bunch of flapper girl ghosts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this week. As I said before, the kid the kid stuff is done. We're done with the kid stuff. Uh, <laughs> the kid stuff is over. Kid stuff uh, is done. We are done with the kid stuff. Kid stuff <laughs> is done. If anyone needs to know the status of the kid stuff, it is done. Uh, we're going to get into some more um, seasonally appropriate um, movies the last two weeks of the month as we lead into Halloween. Yeah. Um, can I can I can I pause you for a second? Um, you can pause me anytime. I was gonna say we're gonna get into the R-rated stuff. This movie is rated PG. PG, yeah. This was, I believe, before the whole PG thirteen rating. Um, um, what year was Raiders? Like eighty three? I don't know because I would say I think, I, I think like right, like yeah, like I've always been told that like Indiana Jones was like the thing that. Um, like was the PG thirteen was created for? Um, Where this movie, if I remember, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge Indiana Jones guy, so it's been a oh, while since I've seen. Raider was eighty one. Oh, but like, you it takes I, some time. It takes some time to I've develop heard, that kind of. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've always heard Temple of Doom. Oh, right, with the the heart things and and, um, and Temple of Doom was eighty four. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I was about to say Raiders does like this movie seems worse than Raiders in terms of. Um, yeah, some shit you see, but anyway, um, uh, anyway, uh, so uh, the last two weeks, me and Adam, uh, are picking uh, a more adult fair, uh, uh, spooky or in some way, uh, Halloween related, scary related, uh, movie. Uh, I chose 1982's Poltergeist, uh, the movie. It holds a special place in my heart, mostly because it was a movie that was then remade in 2015, and that was the movie that my wife and I saw 
on um, the date that we, after that date, we decided we were an official committed couple. And now it's very appropriate because now, like Carol Ann, I feel trapped in a uh, in a haunted <laughs> haunted situation. Yeah, I, I'm I'm calling out from beyond the static of my marriage. Um, you guys okay? Oh yeah, we're great. We love each other. Um, uh, <laughs> a family's home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts. Is the the synopsis for this movie? It literally is um, applicable to a hundred different movies, including one I watched last night, which we'll talk about last night. Uh, so. Don't go by the, the, the plots synopsis on IMDb if you're looking for some detail. Uh, the movie was directed by Toby Hopper. We got no Hooper, I'm sorry, we got two O's there, who most famously was director on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I believe his work on that is what ga- uh, garnered Spielberg's attention. Uh, just uh, real quick, anything else? Uh, oh, he, he also did, 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 did Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. Um, written by Steven Spielberg, friend of the show. We've done, a Sp- E.T. yeah, E.T. We've done Spielberg. Uh, um, but do we do we do re- another Spielberg? Did we just do a Spielberg? Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. We've, so so multiple thought, Uh um, Real quick, Zach. Um, before you move away, before you get further into the the writing staff, can you go to Tobe Hooper's? Um, IMDb page. I'm pretty sure it's Toby. Did I say Tobe? You did say Tobe. Dude, listen, I I told Zach, I just had, I had the worst shooting because I had way too much peanut brittle and I had to use the facilities and I, it just drained so much of me that I'm going to be doing shit like that all night. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> But go to, go to I, I'm back. I'm at, I'm back at Tobe Hopper's. Go to Tobe to, 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 to Toblerone's IMDb page. Yeah. I want you to look yeah. at his picture. Yeah. All right. Are you looking at it? Yeah. Now imagine Alan Rickman and Steven Spielberg had a baby. Adam, we're not supposed to talk about the experiments. <laughs> Tobe Hooper. Tobe Hooper. Is the name of my new band. Um, the written was the movie was written by the written was the movie was written by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, who did my uh, was so bad that Zach is messing up. Yeah, I know. Uh, Michael Grace didn't do much of anything. He wrote Cool World. Yeah, because uh, him and um, the other uh, writer, Mark Victor, I believe they're a pair. Um, because Mark Victor's also created on like Cool World, I think. Yeah. Um. Oh no, no, he's not. Never mind. He no, did he, less. He, 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 he has written that book for Cool World. Oh, I'm looking at his producer, producer credits. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're pretty much a pair. Um. They did the Death Hunt. I, I'm sure that's what really got uh Spielberg's attention. He, he's like, I saw, I saw Death Hunt. What is Death Hunt about? Uh, let's see. Uh, I see. What's his name? Lee Marvin. Okay. 
1931 Canada, Yukon Trapper Johnson has a feud with a dog owner who later retaliates by publicly accusing Johnson of murder and thus triggering a police manhunt in the wilderness. That is wild. Yeah, next week, guys, we're doing uh, Death Hunt. Death Hunt, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got <laughs> Lee Marvin, you got uh, Charles, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson is a, is a strange-looking dude. Yeah, he is. He's got a death wish for a yeah, death he, hunt. Yeah, he does. Um, just Charles Bronson looks like he could be Danny Trejo's uncle. Uncle Charlie? Uncle Ch- Uncle Uncle Charlie. Uncle Bronny. Um, real quick, just a rundown. Uh, not a huge cast. I kept it kind of tight in terms of who I, I mentioned. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson as Steve Freeling. Uh, Joe Beth Williams as Diane Freeling. Uh, Beatrice Strait as Dr. Lesh. You have Dominique Dunn as uh, Dana Feeling. Oliver Robbins as Robbie Feeling. Heather O'Rourke as Carol Ann Feeling. And the incomparable Zelda Rubenstein as Tangina, which is, sounds like a diet soda. Yeah. It is. Uh, oh, hey, you look great. What's your secret? I work out in every morning and every evening, and I only drink Tangina. <laughs> and the pounds just shed away. I just, I just shed. They just, they just fall off. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy this movie. But I don't have a lot of notes. I don't think. I have six pages. Oh my god! How many? Let, let me do a quick uh, <laughs> print pre- preview. <clears throat> See how many. Uh, I mean, a lot of my notes are just like very quick observations. Like one of my notes is literally just uh, at when the when they come down the stairs in the beginning when the little girl is screaming at the TV. Uh, the older daughter is wearing a rugby shirt, and I kind of want a rugby shirt. That's like that's like one. Is a rugby shirt like one of those collared ones with like? Yeah, like my my idea of a like my understanding of a rugby shirt is like a long sleeve polo with stripes. Um, the movie was available on HBO Max. I, th- I feel like I mentioned that last week. I feel, like sometimes I do my uh, my job at the end. Sometimes I feel like I, I miss it because of. Uh, let's call them ghosts. Um, but what I really mean is like you know like demons. <laughs> And by demons, I mean addictions. Um, by addictions, I mean seltzers. Uh, no, 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 uh, no sponsorship this week. Uh, this week's drinks. My drinking is sponsored by having drink all the seltzers at the supermarket I go to that I feel I care to try. That's what this week's episode is sponsored by. Because um, um, I'm drinking something I've never had before. Oh yeah, you said you'd check it in before. Uh... Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Love City, uh, Love City Brewing, which is a Philadelphia local brewery. Um, I'm just drinking their lager. It's a very I. What drew me to it was the can. The can is very simplistic and has like a very um, like uh, not not old timey, but like a kind of like a vintagey type label to it. Um, Follow me on uh, Untapped at a underscore Weiss uh, to uh, to see what the, kid, the label looks like. Or you can Google it. 
Yeah, but um, I need more social friends. I need more friends for my alcoholism, so. Um, getting into the movie. Uh, more movies. Oh, my God. Meals. Go to sleep. You're being a, I said, sit off air, and I'll say it on air, because I stand by what I say. I don't care what people... My baby's being a grade A jerk. It's like, grade A. Uh, more movies should start with the Star Spangled Banner, because this is America, goddammit. Um, I have a note talking about, uh, I have a note about that, where, um, like, that used to be a thing, like, on, like, when TVs only had two and a half stations, um, like, at a certain point, they didn't have 24-hour, like, broadcasting, like TV does now, but they used to, like, play the Star Spangled Banner and then cut the black, mm-hmm. or cut the stack, um, which this movie would be different if it like less iconic. Yeah. Like the at least at the very least the iconography would be different if it just cut them black. Yeah. Um, but when I oh Neil, you you grade A jerk. Grade A. Um, like like grade like tip the capital A. Yeah. Um, at work when I leave work I leave, I clock out at work at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and there's a TV in the break room, and I don't know what channel it is, like PB, not PBS, um, like my PH Philly or something like that, um, whatever channel that is. Um, at four o'clock in the morning, they have like various like no name country singers sing the Star Spangled Banner, and then I think it goes to like, um. Like uh, like infomercials or something like that, but every time it's on, we're like, "What the fuck is this commercial for?" And that's our joke. You guys laugh at when you say it, like, "Yeah, we laugh, we we chuckle." Hello, you guys are a riot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this uh, this family right off the bat is uh, not good at going to sleep. You got one. The dad is asleep in a chair. The talk about uh, how uncomfortable that chair he's in looks. Like the chair like, he's in, it looks so uncomfortable to sleep in that fucking chair. I feel like there's a certain time frame where if you were a dad, you had to have a room that was dedicated solely to you sleep. sitting in a single chair. Yeah. Um. That was like maybe like five feet from the television. Yeah, and that was the sole purpose of the room. We see it again in a friend of the show, Toy Story. Yeah, um, which like, is why yeah. we theorize. If I remember correctly, don't we theorize that maybe that's why Sid is the way he is? Is because his dad is so distant, making his mother distant. So the dad's asleep in a chair. The daughter is asleep on a bag of potato chips. Yeah. Uh, the the other daughter is sleeping with her hands up as if she's being held up at gunpoint. <laughs> Why is that kid sleeping with her arm up like that? And then the son is sleeping with a hat on. Yeah, the kid is like, constantly nobody, sleeping with a hat on. It's nobody just so goes to sleep. The, the wife is the only pajamas, one. And part of those pajamas are a hat. Like the the mom is the only one that like goes to sleep like a normal person. Yeah, because she's too. 
Yeah, she's fucking trash out of her mind. Um, uh, I have a note. Because Carol Ann comes down the stairs Mm. to the TV. She's being real careful with them stairs. Like, like, I just imagine. But, like, to be fair, she was, uh, like, a five-year-old girl. Zach, it's On, dark, like a dark set. the stairs are yeah. treacherous. Yeah. Uh, uh, with a flickering on her face makes her look real creepy, but I'm sure that was the point. This Dude, this static in this movie is seizure-inducing. Is there should be a fucking warning on this on this show? Like a like a like a like a epilepsy warning. Yeah, like it's it's in, it's fucking intense, dude. Um, can we talk in length about the idea? First off, just everything about the guy riding the bicycle with the case of beer. Um, real quick. Let's, okay, well. Because it, it, it might, what I'm gonna say kind of relates to it. Um, the I'm pretty sure, and I and I did a little bit of I did a little bit of research. Um, the neighborhood that they live in looks like the neighborhood from ET, and then I did a little bit of research, and apparently Steven Spielberg um, filmed this like back to back with ET. So like he did, they did Poltergeist, and then like well, he, he took like, like three what weeks do you mean off, he, and then did he? He filmed it because he didn't direct it, huh? I mean, what do you, th- what do you mean he filmed it because he didn't direct this one? I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean film. Like he, like he was involved in the production, and then, um, he took three weeks off after the after the film wrapped, and then immediately went into ET. So I'm pretty sure they're shooting in the same neighborhood that ET was shot in. Uh, it's possible. Also, I used to work in a neighborhood that when you saw an adult riding a child's bike, it was because that person was a crackhead. Oh, I wrote that, uh, he's riding his bike to get beer. It's because he's, has, he lost his license to DUIs. Yeah. Riding, riding, riding a bike, like, with, if you were riding a bike with, like, a case of beer, that's, like, one thing. But the case of beer that he's riding it with, Seems like a just terrible idea. Oh right, like which I imagine that's how beer used to just come. Like it wasn't like boxed; it was like in a like like in a cardboard pallet, basically. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I I love how. <laughs> what is the situation where this guy has to go get the beer when there's adults there with cars? I don't know. Maybe like he's like, oh, I got a case, I got a case in the uh, in the garage fridge. Because you know that neighborhood seems like there's a lot of garage. There's a lot of garage. Fr- there's a lot. That's the dream, though. Yeah. Like like when we, me and my wife talk about like putting additions or anything in our house, uh, in, invariably the additions I am in favor of include the ability at placing like the, like the space. For me to put a a, a a beer fridge, like a drink, like a drink fridge, that's a dream. Um, I like how he's obviously put great effort into this because he's he's winded. These yeah. kids fuck him up, and he ends up like almost flipping his bike, dropping all the beer. Walks in with about like seven beers of the twenty four he dragged all the way here, 
That is and just like, non plus. And two of them are, sh- are shooting off like a fucking geyser. Yeah. And he's just like, well, this is what we got. Let's go. Football. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> Huck them. Chuck them. Football. Football. <laughs> um, at one point, they're in the, the kids' room, and there's like a. It is in the back. But it, it's literally just a giant uh, Toys R Us Jeffrey the giraffe. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks like a, like a pillow. Yeah. With a pillowcase. Um, yeah, I noticed that. Um, uh, are we past the the football? Because, like, there's a lot going on in the football thing. They're they're yelling as like at the play as if a play, like, like, like imagine if you are watching a football game and you want the team to score a touchdown. And the, the the quarterback drops back and he throws the ball and you're yelling in anticipation of the the ball getting to the wide receiver and him hoping hopefully catching it. They're yelling at it in that way, and then they show the TV and the quarterback just snapped the so they were yelling at like the pre pre snap lineup. Yeah, they were yelling at the like don't don't be offside. Yeah. Uh, one guy's on the phone, which I'm assuming is to a bookie. Yeah. I mean, one of them says, "Yeah, I have money on this." And the whole thing with the with the neighbor with the remote starts happening. One of the guys says that he like, he, has, he has his life bet on this game. Oh, here's a fun fact for you. I watched a uh, one of those. Uh, what, who who does the? Is it Wired that does the autocomplete uh, interviews like with celebrities? Well, they'll they'll they'll. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though. You know they what I'm talking about, they, though. You they, the Google. Yeah, they have the, the they hold the the poster board that has yeah. like the auto auto. I just watched one with someone. Uh, who is the first person that Paul McCartney ever met that owned a remote control for their television? The president. No. Who? Elvis Presley. Yeah, because like one of the one of the questions was, uh, did Paul McCartney ever meet Elvis? And he he talked about him and the Beatles going to meet Elvis when they were in Los Angeles, and he was he had a house out there while he was filming uh, movies, and like they uh, went and he had a, a a remote control, and they were all fucking like floored by it. Mm-hmm. He also at one point he does an like an American accent impression. Which is bizarre to see Paul McCartney like talk like an American. Yeah, check check that one out. I think it's wired. Anyway, it's even um, weird to see Paul McCartney walk like an Egyptian. I mean, I know you're joking, but in the in the video, when he does the American accent, when he's speaking like an American, he's walking like an Egyptian. That's 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 like that's too much. Because the question is, what nationality is Paul McCartney? And he goes, I'm American and Egyptian. <laughs> and he starts and he stands up and starts doing like the, you know, the the bent arm front ways and back ways thing. I walk like an Egyptian, Zach. Don't you worry about that. And, and he starts singing, and I swear to God, he sounds like the Bengals. Like, I don't know if, like, it sounds like. I don't know if he did like like he sounds exactly like Joanna Huff. I don't know if he like if they had like any anybody like piping in music, or, but like 
looks like it's coming out of his mouth. Um, is that her name, well, Joanna Huff? Sorry for the interruption, but let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical difficulty that for once has nothing to do with me. Um, we're all good, though, I think. We left off talking about the Bengals. The girl's name is Susanna Hoffs, by the way, not Joanne Hoffs, I think is what I said. Uh, you know how, like, um, people will talk about, like, like uh, who, like, the cute girls of an era were and, like, who people had crushes on when they were younger? And then you see a picture of the person, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, and, but a lot of it has to do with, like, you know, fashion was different, hairstyles were different, uh, people aged differently back then. So, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Susanna Hoffs is one of those ones where people are like, oh, I had such a crush on her. She was like the, the like the hottest like of the Bengals. And uh, I like, then I watched the Walk Like an Egyptian video. Go watch the Walk Like an Egyptian video. And at one point, she's the last one to do a verse in case you don't know who exactly she is. Um, I, I get it in that video. I'm like, oh, all right, I get it. Like, she does, like, this kind of, like, I don't know. She, like, the way she looks at the camera and, like, I was like, all right. That one makes, like, I get it. I'd probably be like that. I, I probably would feel that way, too. So um, go watch the, the, picture, of the picture I'm looking at right now is, like, her doing, like, this kind of side-eye look. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it right there. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's the side eye look she does, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Um, I mean, here's like talking... more recent pictures of her playing guitar, and like she's not an unattractive woman. Like she's no, I, I think I saw, I saw pictures of her like re- more recent pictures. She she aged well. Um, do you flush a whole goddamn bird? Yeah, who the fuck flushes? Who flushes <laughs> any animal that's not a fish down the toilet? Oh no, the cat died. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> call the plumber. I was preemptively calling the plumber. <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa George died. Better um, flush him. Adam, you play the plumber. I'll be uh, Joe Beth Williams of the Association. Ready? Uh, ring, 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 ring. Uh, hello. Uh, Hi, movie uh, club plumbing services. How can I help you? Hey, I just want to. Uh, I want to schedule somebody to come out to uh, to my house to fix uh, an issue. Uh, is is it an emergency? Uh, not yet. It's going to be. <laughs> uh, my cat died, so I have to flush it down the toilet. Uh, um, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't. <laughs> well, it died though. And I don't want my kids to see. Oh, okay. So, so I have I have no I have no other recourse in this matter. A couple uh, a couple follow up questions for you, ma'am. Yes. Um, do you have a do you have a front yard or a backyard? I have both. We have, we live in a very nice house. Oh, okay. Do you also happen to own a shovel? Uh, yeah, a, a large shovel, also like a hand shovel. Again, oh. very nice house, very well oh, equipped. Perfect. Perfect. Take two. Take those shovels out back, and bury that fucking cat next to the pool that you're digging. Mm, <laughs> no, I, I. That doesn't sound right. I better just flush it down the toilet. So I'm right. gonna do that. I'm gonna do that within the next little bit. So if you could make your way over like now, 
by the time the water is backed up. You can leave just, now. I'm sure yeah. by the time you get here, the cat will be down yeah. the drain. Yeah, the, the, by the time you get here, there'll just be water and fur everywhere. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, are, are you a pet owner, sir? I'm sure you understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't flush the bird down the toilet. Like, if I, anything, just throw it in the trash. Yeah, I flushed, I flushed fish. Never flushed, I've, I've never flushed anything besides a fish. No, because you're not a psychopath. Yeah. I've, well, you are I've a psychopath. Buried, you are a I've, psychopath. Don't let that. T- the, don't let this town change that. You, you're a raging lunatic. Don't let the. <laughs> don't let the town take you away from you. I like the. Um, did you ever see the video of uh, the guy doing the uh, the Owen Wilson impression? Uh. Where he's like burning incense for Anthony stepped on on a hike in Peru. I think so. Yeah. I, I, that sounds something like, Feel bad for insects that you kill. He's like, you're a madman. You're a lunatic, and I want everything to do with you. <laughs> Speaking of impressions, huh? I, 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 that, that quote confirmed that I have, in fact, seen that video. Um, yeah. Speaking of impressions, did you see that Robin Williams video? Yeah. Did I send that to you? No, I saw it on the chive. Um, the thing, he's like, uh, the like people are like, cast this guy in a biopic. Let me ask you a question, though. So it's not a real movie. They yeah, wrote I don't know what that the fuck scene. That, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. They wrote that scene and filmed it themselves. What a bizarrely specific scene to pick. Like you look over the scope of Robin Williams' life, and you're yeah. like, "All right, we need to pick a moment in Robin Williams' life." That we can then make, like, write and make a short scene of to show off my Robin Williams uh, impression. And they're like, hmm, what about him finding out that John Belushi died on the set of Mork and Mindy? And they're like, God damn, that's perfect. God damn it. That, that, that moment existed? Can we do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he was very good as Robin. It was a very good like a well done scene. Just, I've seen I, videos. Just... I've seen videos of that guy doing like Robin Williams impressions before. Um, but just it's he's, just, he's being like it's so bizarrely specific that the fact that it's not part of a real thing is insane. Yeah. Um, unless I don't know the history of Robin Williams as as much as I should, I guess in the context. Mm. And that is a famously um, pivotal moment in his life. Yeah. But I I would not have even... If you had asked me, I would not have even have uh, thought of the fact that Robin Williams and John Belushi would have been friends, let alone the fact that John Belushi dying was a huge moment in his life. Yeah. Um. Uh, talk for a minute. I gotta talk about culture, guys. I gotta run to the bathroom. Um, the tree is spooky as fuck. And also, I wonder, like, at a certain point when they're when they're burying when they're burying this bird, like you should, because that's what normal people do with anything besides a fish. Um, and the little girl keeps putting like shit into the um the 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 the, the bird coffin, if you will, the bird box starring Sandra Bullock. Um, 
And she's just like, oh, like she puts a piece of licorice in there for when he gets hungry and like a, a blanket for when he gets tired or cold or something. And it just reminded me of like the scene from the jerk. He's like, I don't need anything except this lamp. And like he's like walking down the street with like a lamp and a chair and a bunch of like bullshit. Um, but yeah, fucking don't take public service. I'm I'm gonna do like a like a Bob Barker spay and neuter but it's like you know if if anything besides a fish dies just fucking bury it or throw it away don't fucking flush it down the toilet I find it relieving to know like I never have to worry because if a pet dies a small pet whether it be a bird or a rodent like a like a hamster gerbil it's always I never have to worry I'm always relieved that the owner of the pet's father is a cigar smoker. Yeah. So they always have a cigar box on hand to bury the pet in. You never have to worry that the pet is going to like not have a vessel to to transcend transcend to the next plane. Yeah. And thank God for cigar boxes. Mm-hmm. Um I I have a note that just says this movie's about the dead bird haunting them, right? Yeah, that's, that's the the bird's pissed off because it almost went in the toilet. Um. Oh, I think Bird Funeral is opening up for Arcade Fire on the, their next tour. I think I read that on Pitchfork the other day. I did read that. It's going to be a good show. I'm going to get tickets. Um. Bird. Funeral. The dog's name is E Buzz. Yeah. Why? I don't, know. I don't know. It's almost—is it a reference that we I don't what get? I thought, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm, I'm like the way because when I, I when I I watched it on HBO Max and I watch it with subtitles and the dog. Whenever they say the dog's name, they say e, e capital capital letter E dot buzz. So it's obviously like I think it's like a reference to someone's name, but I did not take the time to look into who it was. I mean, I guess I'll do it now, but like... <laughs> At what cost? Like, I, yeah, like... Oh, this thing can't be reached. There's there's, there's no answer. <laughs> there's no answers. Um, that little girl's giving that fish way too much food. But it's alright. I mean, it's gonna grow into a shark, right? Exactly. I'm not um, a marine biologist. That's it's that's, that's, that's science is sound, but I I don't think so. Mm, I think you're wrong. Oh uh, wait, is it looks like it looks like E Buzz Miller might be a Dan Aykroyd character from Saturday Night Live. From what? From like the seventies? Yeah, I could see I could see these two pots being parents. Naming their dog after a Dan Aykroyd character. I can, I can, I mean, I can absolutely confirm that E. Buzz Miller is a Saturday Night Live Dan Aykroyd character. I don't know the the dog looks like Dan Aykroyd a little bit, like a little bit, yeah. Um, I bet you the dog makes vodka too, but it's like in the shape of a dog skull. Yeah, it's a dog skull. Uh, so, I guess. It was a a strangely uh, deep cut because E. Buzz Miller was only on four episodes of Saturday Night Live. 
four mm-hmm. pairs from what I could gather. So it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, like a fucking uh, like at that in that era. It wasn't like the like uh, the the nerds that Bill Murray and Gilda Radner played or uh, Rosanna Danadana or whatever her name was like Gilda Radner. Yeah. Like like it was he was only on like four episodes <laughs> at this point on a show that had only been on the air for. Uh, what were we? Eighty two in the eighty one, eighty two in this, right? Yeah, we it only been on the show for seven years uh, on the air for seven years, so it was on four episodes in seven years, and they named their and Steven Spielberg's like let's name the dog after Dan Aykroyd's character. I, I it kind of reminds me of Casper, like with like the father Scarducci, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, who is this reference for? Like, I wonder if that's the same thing. Like, oh, you know, the people who are in the know will know E. Buzz Miller. Yeah, it's but it's also strange. Like, if you named the dog E. Buzz, okay, you probably call him E. Buzz for a week. Yeah. Before you either start calling him E or Buzz. Yeah. Um, but no, they they stick to it. Um. Parents smoke pot. Uh, I also used to get high and read Reagan books. That's, yeah, that's what you do. Uh, just a fun fact for you. Um, do you know what the T and Craig T. Nelson stands for? Tartholomew? No, the hunk. Craig the hunk Nelson? Yeah. Um, I like um, when the, the mom is talking about like the little girl sleepwalking. She's like, oh, what if she had sleepwalked, you know, like walked into the pool without any water in it? I'm like, what if she sleepwalks into the pool with water in it? Like, yeah, that's like, bad. Like, we need to fill up that pool before the so the kid, we don't want her to just fall and break her neck. We want her to drown. Yeah, it's like, um, we really need to put a fucking fence up or something. Uh, I have a problem a little bit with the, how the, the Robbie is first presented because the first time you really see him, he's climbing this huge tree very high up into it, right? So you kind of that would that would signal to you that he's like brave and adventurous, yeah. But once the light the night falls, he's a little bitch. Doesn't like the tree anymore that he was just fucking in. You've been in the tree, dude. You know what that tree loves though? Spooky trees love lightning. Mm-hmm. Well, I think spooky in general is lightning. Yeah, pro lightning. Um, Oh, excuse me. I imagine the the kid. Um, I referred to him as baseball kid because he's wearing a hat to bed and his baseball pajamas. Um, mm-hmm. I just imagine him laying in bed, like, man, did a skunk get into the house? Because the parents are. In it. Um, I have a joke about how uh, when uh, Craig Hunt Nelson puts Robbie back to bed, uh, Caroline does a phone call bit. Right? Oh, That's yeah. Um, but then when he's, uh, uh, when he, when Craig, Craig the Home is then going to bed himself, he notices that, uh, Dana, is her name Dana? No, that's her, her actress's name, right? What's the, what's the older daughter's name? Uh, Dana. Oh, what's it? Oh, Dominique is the actress's name. Uh, Dana's on the phone. He tells her to go to bed. So Carol Ann's allowed to make phone calls. Yeah, that 
It's favoritism. It's classic. It's classic. The oldest child always gets the the, the strictest. Yeah. Um, and then the, the youngest child can just skate by. Like she literally just made a phone call right in front of a dummy. I mean, uh, Dana's trying to hide it at least. Um, when the uh, when the sun puts the uh, when the sun puts the the jack the, the clown. This is a sweet fucking Chewbacca jacket, dude. It's like it's a, a Chewbacca jacket. Yeah, dude. It's like a it's like a windbreaker with Chewbacca on with Chewbacca's head on the back of it. It's rad. Oh, maybe um, do they sell it in LL Bean? Uh, this was off the air, I think, but maybe maybe Amelia can look on LL Bean for. Oh, that was for... during um, the uh, little behind the scenes. Uh, Zach started the intros and then Amelia started to be a great jerk. Um, so we re-introed. Um, it, you, would, you would think I was holding Steve Martin over here. <laughs> Thank you for your chuckle. <laughs> it is dumb. I've already made the one, ju- the, the, the one jerk reference we're allowed to make per episode this episode, so... Uh, where are we at? Are the ghosts yet? Um, uh, where did uh, hey, now I got a fucking puppy acting like a, a great A Steve Martin. Uh, I don't remember, I don't remember where it's from, but I, I refer to the sun coming like into their room as a cock blocking jerk ass robot. I don't know where that phrase is from. I have no idea. But I use it a lot. Like every, every like I don't I like if anyone's ever cock blocking, I refer to them as a cock blocking jerk ass robot. At at thirty uh almost thirty-one years old, Adam, how often is cock blocking coming up in your in your life? Like I feel like that's a young cock blocking is a young man's at least by uh, experience. Yeah, at um, least by uh, just, and jerk ass robot and seeing what comes up. Uh, this movie reminds us to make sure you chew your food ten times. Yeah. Which is a thing, I guess. Is that a thing? Uh, I always chew my food yeah. that intently. Now, um, I want to Real quick, touch on something a little controversial with the film. Still, people debate it to this day. Uh, when Robbie holds up the glass and it shatters, um, Adam, I think, ghost. I think Ghost did that. It may have been Ghost. I know that there's people that like will argue the opposite. The 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 naysayers as they will. I th- I'm pr- I, I'm pretty sure Ghost broke the, that glass. Uh, Twas Beauty Killed the Beast, yes. Uh, where do they find these guys to dig the pool? Like they're they're I think they're union because the one guy's wearing a union shirt. Like the Philadelphia Union. But they're like they're um yes, like the Philadelphia Union. Um they're catcalling the 16-year-old. Um and the mom's like, oh, well, I mean, like she's like, yeah, like the mom, the mom's very, and then like the mom refer, like when she comes back and the dude's like drinking the water and like trying the sauce and shit, 
the mom like refers to him on like a first name basis like she yeah. knows him so maybe like, it's maybe it's people from like the like the the same from crazy people that built the houses yeah. yeah um that's even worse uh fun fact unlike that bullshit in spider-man the chair thing on the table is practical yeah um, well you can tell actually because i was watching it i was like oh yeah this the chair stack on the table and i was watching and it's one long tape the camera pans over mm-hmm. to the mom doing something in the oven and then pans back over and the tin the chairs are on the thing so that was all in like in one take um I like how she when 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 Craig T. Nelson comes back and she's showing him like the the spookiness. I like how she made a like a diagram on the floor. Oh yeah, like, I would have liked to see the process because she, it's obviously something she worked through. Because she there's there's uh, arrows of varying lengths and like I, I like it's it's she went through a fucking process, um, and then she puts a helmet on her daughter and sends her. Like had like again, I would have liked to see the process because as we're we're shown, if we're to take what we're shown as like uh, to be like like the first time, like she just basically just puts a helmet on her kid and puts her in the spooky circle, and then slides her to another spooky circle. Um, like had, she, had like had they done this before? Was she like positive what was going to happen? Um, spooky circle is the name of my. Early two thousands goth rock emo band, mm-hmm. kind of like AFI. Uh, I was a fan. You had you had that one. You had that one song that everyone liked. Um, they go to the neighbor and they're talking about mosquitoes. And the, the guy says to his son, uh, Mos- "Mosquito ever suck on you, son?" <laughs> He's like, "They were suck." Yeah, I'm like, this is very, very uncomfortable. Uh, and then shit gets real, real quick. This house goes from. I wonder, so, like, it's almost as if the mom is high as shit, not feeding her kids, sliding across the kitchen floor to feel the tickling. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so they're gonna like. I, they're not gonna go to that pizza hut. She says we'll go to pizza hut. You're not going anywhere. You want to, you want a fucking belly slide. Um, you want to Uber Eats. I wonder, like, you, you made a, a point. I think it was a joke in passing. But is it burying the bird in the dirt that wakes the shit up? Because, no. well, no, because she does that. She's so. talking to TV before. But it seems like they've lived there for a bit. It's not like they just moved in yesterday. That's that's the big trope in haunted house movies. Again, something I'll touch on later in my my rewatching, um, where they just move in and then shit starts happening. This house, this this we we open the movie with this family established in this house. Maybe it was the pool. Maybe. But but even then, like did when we first see them digging the pool, 
they had already talked about the baby, the kids falling into the pool, right? Mm-hmm. So the first time we see them digging the pool, is that the first time they're digging the pool? It can't be, because that pool's like pretty dug out, and it's so the start do, of the morning. You can do wonders with an excavator. Oh, but yeah, maybe it is the pool. But like, why all of a sudden? Because then, like, like we said, all of a sudden the TV's talking to the kid. Then the house is getting rearranged. Uh. I mean, based on maybe like your your what you feel about the movie, a glass got blown out. That might not be related to the ghost. Uh, uh-uh. um, and then shit gets fucking real, like in a second. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's all of a sudden a tree is attacking their kid. A cartoon tornado is coming through their yard. There's they're sucking a the daughter into the the closet. Nothing's happened to the other daughter. The other daughter's just fucking making phone calls. I assume. Um, like I, I like I, I I wish the movie gave some sort of uh, like impetus for the sudden onslaught of peeled ghosts. Adam. Adam. Yes. I, were you just asleep? No. No, be asking me because it sounded like you were snoring. No. I was. I was. I'm. I'm I keep rereading this note because I want to get to it, and we're not like quite there yet, um, because we're talking about excavating and all that bullshit. Um, well, then you need to see a doctor because I want you tomorrow. I want you to listen back to this. Listen to that that section where. It was just quiet except for your breathing. That's hot. And tell me it doesn't sound like you're asleep and snoring. <laughs> I mean, I do have the phone sitting on my chest. And I also am like, I like, like the way I was sitting was just like kind of breathing through my mouth, like kind of picking my tooth with my tongue. Mm. So mm. Um, let me ask you a question. To the note that I want to talk about. Uh, well, I'm about to talk about. I'm still on. Is it past the scene? Because I'm still. I have a note about the scene. I, did, I honestly I can't remember at this point. Let me oh, let me ask you a question, and then we'll we'll get to your note. Okay. You're a, a married couple. You're a unit. You have three kids. You got to watch over. Okay. A tree just broke into your house. <laughs> and wrestled their son out of his bed. Um, do you, you leave? You leave one of you split up at that point, yeah? Oh, I think I'm like, just gonna say you leave that house, right? Like, yes, because that's well, what well, that's 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 the premise of any haunted house movie. Like, there's again something I'll touch on later. I watched another haunted house movie, by the way. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, if I'm Craig the Hunk Nelson, I say, uh, Diane, you stay here with Caroline. Make sure another tree doesn't try to break in. Yeah, I don't know if they're if it's a gang of trees, uh-uh. or if it's just. 
a lone tree man. Um, but no, they both run off. Caroline gets sucked into the closet. Um, yeah. what's your what's your note, Adam? Tell me, tell me your note. That you want to? It's about the tree. Good. Do you think that was J.K. Rowling's inspiration for the Whomping Willow? Uh, in, in no, I think th- the trees that throw apples in Wizard of Oz with the inspiration for this tree. So on the whole, like tran- trans, like I think it's as as much likely if if it was going to be if you told me. Um, Definitively, J.K. Rowling was inspired by a movie for The Whomping Willow. I think it's as much likely to be the trees from Wizard of Oz as it is the tree from Poltergeist. Because the tree from Poltergeist even kind of looks like The Whomping Willow. A little, but also I think the trees from Wizard of Oz, which might be a deleted scene. Is it a deleted scene where they're throwing apples at him, or is that in the movie? I can't remember. I know I've seen it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things like where it's like prevalent enough where you can't like it kind of blends together. You can't tell. <clears throat> um, Robbie needs to calm the. Fu- I know. I understand the situation is 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 strenuous and and you don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. But when he realizes that Caroline's in the TV, he fucking. Flips his shit. Oh, these kids are the worst, dude. Yeah, they're not. They're, I mean, Dominic Dunn's fine. She's older. Mm-hmm. But like, Carol Ann's mostly just a voice to most of it. But Robbie's not good. Robbie's definitely not good. Um, and you I know, don't want to be. You know, is not good. The profile shot in shadow of his teeth is that what? <laughs> no, I would say the the CGI in. The- well, it's 1982. You got to forgive it a little bit, but no, no. it's awful. Jack, um, this movie came out two weeks before Jurassic Park. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> they fought it out at the top of the box almost. Um, I mean, we already had a totally realistic looking tornado. Um, exactly. It was literally just like they filmed a scene and then somebody drew a tornado on a napkin and <laughs> overlaid it. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Um, uh, at one point, I think it's when, um, when they when they go to get help when they figure out the the um the little girls in the TV and the mom at one point says like oh we we hear it better on this channel I'm like yeah it's because HD. Oh. Um, it's a little weird. I again might be like a thing of the times. Um, but they basically say they had. Dana, when they were sixteen. Mm. Um, I actually wrote a note about this. Apparently, in the novelization of the book of the movie, uh-huh. it's explained that Craig the Hunk Nelson's wife is his second wife, and Dana is her stepdaughter. Well, they don't touch on that at all in the movie. No, they don't. Um, so you're led to believe that they were 16 when they had her. Or at least she was. Yeah. Which is close enough in age where it gets problematic. But like yeah. close enough to 18 where it's problematic. 
where like either he was 17 or illegal. Um, I like uh, we get our first shot of the spooky room, the post closet sucking spooky room. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, real quick. Uh, the the reactions when they're clearing out the closet looking for Carol Ann, mm-hmm. and they find what it, what eventually is revealed to be the clown doll covered in the blanket. It's their reactions are, uh, yeah, fuck that clown. Uh, relief, and then the fact that like merely the fact that she's covered in a that. So if you're Diane. Here's your reaction. You clear things away. You find what you think is your daughter under a blanket. Mm-hmm. So she expresses relief. And then without anything changing, a split second later, she starts to cry as if she assumes that her daughter must be dead under the blanket. Maybe. And then they take the blanket off. It's a clown. And I think she's relieved then again. You do put blankets over dead people, so maybe the ghosts were nice enough to do that for this little girl. Uh, I had something where we... Oh, so we see the spooky room next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the things are flying around the spooky room? Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, are the, the uh, we've already, we, we have the, the doctor and her team there, yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, it's like a bad 3D movie. The way things are kind of like flying at the camera in the spooky room. Yeah. That that was one of the, that was what made me go, man, the CGI is bad. Mm. Uh, I do like that even though her youngest daughter, her baby, has been kidnapped by ghouls, uh, Diane still uh, ties a sweater around her shoulders. Like, better be fashionable. Can't just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Guy seems sporty. Uh, Fashion before dishonor, Zach. My next one is about uh, the guy accusing... I forget the exact scenario, but he accuses them of, of, of hoaxing He says something. I, I don't remember the specific event that he like tries to explain away before he walks off. And then things start falling out of the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Like He's like, these people are faking. And then he leaves the room and like old jewelry comes falling out of the ceiling. He doesn't even get to see it. Um, awesome. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning and this dude's like, well, I'm going to go into these people's fridge and ask them and take their porterhouse steak. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Tommy does like chewing the scenery in this like early part of the the investigation, just fucking like crying and screaming and like like fucking like really like over like everyone like uh, the mom's calm enough to uh, uh, Dana, 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 the daughter. Oh the yeah, older she's girl. all over the place, dude. Yeah, she's an emotional like the, wreck. The mom's like, I'm fine. Let's sweater it up. And then, yeah. and she's like, ah! so like, she's just like fucking crying hysterically all over the place. Um, the mom's like, Man, let's make it look like I'm going to practice tennis. Yeah. Tennis? I'm eating peanut brittle. 
Are you again? Are you yeah, really? I can't, I, I can't help Adam, myself. Adam. It's so good. Learn your lessons, dude. I can't. I can't. Um, the no, fake just... peeling face is awful. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like I understand that this is almost 40 years ago at this point. But like you look at some of the stuff they did in Star Wars in 77, four years even before this, or five years Dude, even this before movie this movie came out right before Jurassic. The week the like this movie came out, they released this movie, and then three hours later Jurassic Park came out. I was gonna say twelve hours later. <laughs> um it's obviously like not even a mannequin head, just yeah. like a clay head. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And I was trying to think like now knowing that Raiders was eighty one or remembering that Raiders was eighty one, I was trying to think back to the scene where that dude melts. Even that looks better. Uh this almost this scene specifically almost made me change the top five to top five parodied movie scenes mm-hmm. uh, because this scene was parodied almost I, I would say it's a parody of like what they were going for was a parody of a scene in two weeks ago friend of the show Ernest Scared Stupid no Casper it was Casper I'm sorry when, he, Wait. when he's proceed when he's doing like the when he does the Clint Eastwood face, oh yeah, I feel like that's a direct parody of yeah, this probably. concept. Um, oh, we, uh, it it took me back because I remembered the scene taking place in a bathroom when evidently it takes place in a, like the garage off of the kitchen. Yeah, it's like a garage, like laundry looking room, a mud room, if you will. Uh, look at it. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, this is where I mentioned that this movie's PG, but we're 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 skipping past the fact that um, this is right in the middle. Um, and I think we should change up the um tone of the show for a second. This is the part of the movie where everybody just whispers for about 25 minutes. What was that? They it's, just, night, it's nighttime. And they just all have really important, deep conversations about what's going on with just whispers. And then in another room, a guy is pulling his fake face off uh-uh. and eating the stereotypical chicken, the, the chicken drumstick out of the fridge. The same, mm-hmm. the same thing that if you're in a movie, uh, in my experience, if you're in a movie that has ghosts in it, you either have um, a chicken drumstick or Zool. Yeah, in your in your fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes both. The boss has. I'd build a suburban hell. Oh, I have the the thing that uh, Craig Jenelson's boss. Has a I'd build a suburban hellscape on top of hollowed ground type look to him. 
He also like he looks like he would be like like a southern businessman who like is in with the sheriff. Yeah. And like the rowdy the rowdy uh teens. <laughs> I say they're trying to get them Duke boys. Yeah. <laughs> he has like a very like a boss hog like kind of thing. Um I wonder uh, how I wonder how easy it is to relocate a cemetery. And if that's even really a thing. No, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely uh, much easier we're just moving the, the fucking yeah. headstones. Um, so at one point, there's a smoke, a ghost smoke hand beckoning someone. It comes out of the... Like, it's like during Does that it scene... Beckon? Like, I remember there being like a ghost hand, but I don't remember yeah. it beckoning. Uh, it's during the scene where the guy is not doing his job and monitoring the equipment at all. And like the, the spook room is smoking. And I think it's like beckons or at least it's a, it's like a claw. Yeah. Right. There's a Disney movie. And this is might, might be my confusion where a smoke hand definitely like it's a smoke claw thing like that beckons someone. I think it's Alice in Wonderland. Probably. I think like when the, it it, makes like, most do you, sense. There's a thing that does the caterpillar tell its sta- t- story about an, a crocodile? Dude, I couldn't even fucking begin to tell you. I haven't seen that in a, a I while. Think it's also, I think it's Alice in Wonderland. Uh, they see the ghosts on the video, and the doctor's like, oh, look at them. They're so lonely, all alone. And I'm like, all alone with their big old hats. <laughs> there's, dude, there's so many ghosts walking down those steps that it looks like the scene in Ghostbusters when the Titanic docks and all the ghosts are exiting through the hole the iceberg created. Mm-hmm. There's just a thousand ghosts. Um, and they all wear jazz hats. Uh, she they says smoke, that the... They smoke jazz cigarettes. Uh, the doctor says that the one guy's going to stay with them, but the one, Marty's not coming back. And I was just like, Marty's a little bitch. Yeah, Marty's a fucking pussy. Uh, we we see we see Craig the Hunk Nelson talking to Boss Haas, and like they're by the cemetery, and just right in the middle of frame is just <laughs> just a, a gravestone that just has my wife's name on it. Oh yeah, I thought that's why it's Becky. <laughs> like doesn't have a last name or anything. It just says Becky. Here <laughs> has Becky. Um, um. Oh, I just dropped a piece of. Um. I, I like when the little tiny woman comes to the house and she's like, Oh, I think it's, you know, it's coming from this room, which we think is the heart of the house. And she goes, This house has many hearts, which is either an emo lyric or a country lyric. I'm not sure yet. Uh, it could be both. Yeah. Dep- like one, the country one is more like upbeat and optimistic, the emo one. Um, the the next line would be uh and you stuck a knife in every one of them. Uh do anything she asks as if it goes it, even if it goes against your beliefs as a human or Christian. Like I just imagine like, all right, she's like tell your daughter to go away from the light. All right. All right, now uh you know, go kill those Jews. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know if you know anybody. If you have an in, what do uh, we I have do to people. do? 
what do we have to do? Who do we have to talk to to have Zelda Rubenstein be our official mascot of Summer Movie Club? Like, even outside of Spooky Movie Club, like, we could be in, like, the middle of April. And just, like, I want her. Somebody like a sandwich. She's probably dead at this point. She is dead. She is dead. I know that for a fact. (laughs) Why do you know that for a fact? Because I'm the one that did it. God damn it. (laughs) She died, uh... No, I just remember... I remember like hearing like, oh, so and so died. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And they're like the little tiny bitch from the from from the poltergeist. From poltergeist. I'm like, oh okay, I do know her. She's the house's clean already. Mm-hmm. Uh where are we? Uh, oh, I have a couple notes. Let me get let me get through a couple notes. Um Good. Hit it. the the little woman has the body of a 103-year-old but the voice of a small child, and it's very unsettling. <laughs> um, oh, I said, I feel like if you throw some distorted guitar and blast beats under what the old woman is saying, you'd have a black metal album. Okay. And then um, at one point she said there's a presence. What would the name of the, 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 name of the band or the album be? Um, what's the character? Uh, uh, some diet supplement. I forget. Whatever the name of the character is. Tangina. The band. Tangina, and the name of the album is The House is Clean. Also, uh, talking about um, like the ghosts in the house, and she's like, there's a terrible presence. And I decided that a terrible presence is the name of my acoustic solo project. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, by this point, by this point, how how long into this thing are, are do you think we are? Not the movie. I mean, this whole like from the time like Caroline the, gets. Oh, I think like the recording. I was like, we're probably like seventy minutes. But continue from Caroline gets what sucked into the TV up until this point where we're tiny dancers coming in uh i'm gonna say make maybe even like a week week and a half because like everyone looks very fucking tired i said i I asked this question in my notes they mentioned the next like within the next scene or so it's weeks i they don't specify how many but multiple weeks really yeah someone said i forget the context or, or, or like exactly what they say, but it's clear that uh, this has been going on for weeks. That's crazy. Like, how, it's it's like fucking Casey Anthony shit. Like, how do you like? This little girl's been missing for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like no one, like at no time within the last couple of weeks, no one need like mentioned like I've seen the older two kids, uh, uh, a little blonde one. <laughs> Let's see that one in a while. Uh, we get uh, the spooky room going to spook. I forget exactly what it does, but it's a, that spooky room. Oh, it just it's gonna it's gonna spook, man. Um, Spooky's gonna spook. What do you think is the goop that is on everything that comes I don't know, through? Fucking gross looking, dude. 
It's like the, the color literally just says, dude, there is some gross shit on that rope. You know what? You know what it makes it gross? It looks like the color of what you imagine the inside of a body looks like. Like if you cut open a body. I know what the inside like, of the body looks like, Zach. <laughs> More importantly, that tiny woman's body. Uh so they get her out. They get her oh, through real, the real quick because you were just talking about the the gross shit on the rope. Um, the tennis ball comes back and he it's covered in goop and he smells it, which <laughs> now makes me super curious as to what the spectral plane smells like. All right, let's let's think of our best guess. Um, based on what it looks like. You know when you've you've used a sponge for f- too long? Yeah. That. We've all been there. Um I'm going to say that it just smells wet. Yeah, but like kind a of, certain kind of musty kind of yeah. mildewy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um where are we? Oh, so they come out, they put them in the tub. Oh, wait, wait. The old woman's like, I'll go in. And the mom's like, no, I'll go in. She's like, you've never done this before. And she's like, neither of you. And she's like, yeah, you're right. You go. <laughs> you risk uh, it. I like, um, again, it's because she's like five. Mm-hmm. But when Craig T. Nelson is wiping Heather O'Rourke's face, you can tell she's doing her hardest not to like move or not anything, but she kind of like, not to what? Come. Adam. When Craig T. Nelson rubs your face, Zach. Adam, she's fucking... Not only is she five, she's dead. Oh, wait. I thought you said the mom's name. I'm sorry. No! I thought you said the mom's name. My no! <laughs> Pay attention. That's for... the thing. I, I, the, the Pay thing, attention I before we're not allowed to do this. <laughs> I don't know any of the actors' names aside from Craig T. Nelson, and I barely know the characters' names at that. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, the little girl. Okay. Adam, I said, I know she's like five. Oh, dude, I don't listen to you when you talk. But uh, he, he wipes her I'm face. Just like, trying to... I'm over here just oh, reading my Jesus notes. Going, I'm so fucking <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe pay a little attention before we get arrested. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he wipes her face and like she's trying her best not to like flinch. But yeah. she's like five. <laughs> So you get like like there's almost a little even like kind of like smile that comes across her face. It's like it's, yeah, it's like, um Craig Teehee Nelson. Um, you leave the house immediately, right? Yeah, even dude, fuck that. The, even though they they're oh, under wait, the impression. Wait, 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 I, okay, I just thought of another note that I wanted to touch. Really wanted to touch on. Um, when they pull her, when they pull the rope, and she comes that they come out of the spectral plane with the little girl. Dude, mm. those are high fucking ceilings. That's like she literally drops like ten to twelve feet just straight to her fucking side. She and, yeah, but and she's, she's also and she's in protecting some sort the of child, comatose. So she's eating the shit out of that. She's in some. They're they're both in some sort of comatose. Yeah, they go down like a fucking ton of bricks, dude. Um, but like, even if you're under the impression that it's done, yeah, you're fucking... still you're still. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, we need to fucking move. 
but also be like, yeah, just hang out. I'll be back. I'm gonna yeah, go to You just hang out here. Because like like most movies this month have bugged me. It all boils down to just fucking white people, dude. Like white people were like we're the type of people who are like, oh, we're gonna stay in this super haunted hotel overnight and see what happens. Like, no, fucking stop being, stop being all chalky and shit. Just, Just fucking leave the house, like, for good. Just burn it to the ground. But it's good that they didn't stay. They didn't leave. Because if they left, we wouldn't be uh, 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 privy to a scene of the dog watching the wife undress to get in the tub. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mom's um, hot, dude. Uh, I thought about that throughout the course of the movie. I don't, I'm still not sure where I land. She's all right. In certain Again, in certain- it's 1982. Yeah, it's 19, she's 1982 hot. She might be um, hotter with the two gray things on her side of her head. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they packed just about everything else in the house except the clown. <laughs> yeah. Why? Also, let's go back to that clown. Why is that clown like the focal point of the room? Like, yeah, like it's like... Like, all right, we have the beds here kind of... I don't know if you noticed in, like, wide shots, the better beds are kind of almost, like, pointed in towards each other. They're not even just, like... Like, on the... Like, they're kind of diagonal to each other. Like, oh, okay. pointing in. Um, But even that, yeah, like, all right, so we'll put the beds, we'll make them diagonal, and then right at the foot of the beds, we'll put a rocking chair with a clown in it. Um, <laughs> it's Feng Shui, I think. Like, they're like... Let's give this like a home, uh, full house, uh, bed on one side, the other on the other. They're both kind of on an octagon type shaped wall. Yeah. Uh, here's what my notes just become very, uh, very quick. Uh, we have the pervert ghost, which I assume is talking about the one that's trying to pull up the wife's shirt. Oh Um, yeah, dude. That there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, uh, women in underwear shots in this movie for it to be PG because we get the same thing from the daughter too that ghost is trying to rape somebody uh, I my next one is gross which I think is the things coming out of the door like the sides of the like the door frame you know what I mean oh wait, you're jumping really fucking far ahead um, why did they keep the clown last time we covered a movie with a mom in a bathtub she fingered herself until she set the front lawn on fire. <laughs> Truth. Um, keep reading. Like keep reading. Learn, and that's ketchup why notes. Keep reading your ketchup notes. I gotta go pee. Uh, the ghost skeleton thing sounds like the. It, it literally it makes the same sound as the MGM line. Um, <laughs> do you hate it when people ghost? show up? Don't, oh, I, when when the mom is in the fucking pool. And the bodies start popping out. I know this is. Don't you just hate it when people show up uninvited to your pool party? Um, um, I'm shaking uh, my and, head at you. Yeah, and now the the, the when when you're getting into like the 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 closet like space, trying to like evolve into the rest of the room. Uh, at one point, a giant like sarlacc type tentacle comes out of the. Uh, Dude, I have a note that 
my my last of my just quick notes is Sarlacc Pit. Um, mm. r- just real quick, jump back. You know the the fucked up thing about that scene where she's in the pool. Yeah, all those skeletons are real. Yeah, and they were like, nah, it's gonna be too hard to make fake skeletons. Let's get real skeletons. Yeah, let's not make things. Let's just buy things. Mm. Let's not let's not make dead bodies. Let's make dead bodies. If you know what I mean. Um. Yeah, the tentacle was like, coming I, out of the wall reminds me of a porn that I watch frequently. Oh, God. Um, uh, <laughs> when Nelson wears jeans and a pocket watch. I have a note about him having a pocket watch. <laughs> but I also have a note about, like, when, right before I noticed his pocket watch, when um, he pulls up to the house and the the, the guy, like, uh, the boss Hoss is there. Mm-hmm. And he's pointing at like, you didn't you move the headstones. You didn't move the bodies. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like time, time, time and place. Um, and my last note is about when the house gets basically sucked up into itself, that those geists just poltered the hell out of that house. Um, I have a thing that just says, uh, so your house imploded, at least it stopped raining. Um, they did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Um, does, do Holiday Inns accept dogs? And uh, if that TV that they push out on the balcony gets damaged in the rain, who do you think's paying for that, Zach? Uh, well, Craig Dick. I Craig Monk. I think the the Holiday Inn would accept dogs because it's 1982. I think things were loosey goosey back then. Yeah, I think it was free love and uh, dogs welcome. And that's Poltergeist, 1982's Poltergeist, not the Sam Rockwell yeah. version. Don't go watch watch the watch the Sam Rockwell if you want to be reminded of uh, True Love, which is <laughs> what I found with my wife. Um, so my top five for this one, I had a bit of a trouble, but I came up with one. Uh, top five child actor performances, not top five child actors. Their specific role. Specific performances. Um, Adam, so would why, you like to go first? Sure. Um, I have a. I actually I started this podcast with a four with only four, um, but I'm going to add a fifth that is a callback to a joke, um, and I'm also going to talk about some things that I tried to put on the list but they didn't fit into the parameters. Um, so I texted Zach and the, we were going with the parameters of uh, after the age of. Um, because I, I tried to put in on my list, but he was, I think in his twenties when they made that, um, Mm. but my, uh, Natalie Portman in Leon, the professional, Mm -hmm. uh, Corey Feldman in Goonies. Okay. Um, Abigail Breslin in fought peace signs. Okay. And. Osmond in Fat P the Sixth Sense. And okay. I'm also um I'm also going to add just to uh reiterate that it is the hottest version of Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst in Interview with the Vampire. We have uh almost like we have um, the exact opposite lists. No, but like things you said made me think you were going to say something that was on my list. Let me hear your list. I have Ivana Baquero, who is the little girl in Pants Labyrinth. Uh, I was considering her. 
as well. I have the Spr- the Sprouse twins and Big Daddy. I was uh, not considering them. Uh, I have Sprouse, Rory. By the way, I, I think is Spr- their name. What did I say? Sprout. No, I said Sprouse. There's an S in there. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear you. I have Rory Culkin from Signs. Perfect. Uh, I have. This is my hot take. I think the best actor in this movie, in terms of who played the role the best, in Poltergeist, you mean? No. In oh, the movie I'm about to say, is Corey Feldman in Stand by Me? Um, I was debating putting what's his name. Um, River Phoenix on my list uh, in Stand By Me. Um, Corey Feldman does do a very good job in that movie, though. He's the realist, I think. Corey, uh, River Phoenix and Will Wheaton have some strange, like, like, I don't, I can't put my finger on exactly the word that isn't offensive. Um, but like, the epitome of why I think they don't entirely land it in Stand By Me is that the end were like, like, what, what do they say? Like, uh, like I catch you later, like not if I catch you first or whatever. Uh, maybe see you later. I, I don't. Whatever it is, but like it's very artificial. Where I feel like Corey Feldman is is playing this crazy fucking kid. Yeah. And, like, he does a good job of playing this fucking crazy kid. And then this is my silly one, but I stand by this because I fucking love this kid. Is the, um, his name, I'm going to tell you his name. I believe it is, I got to look it up. Because it's, I, I, I put some time today to find out this kid's name so that he got the credit he deserved. His name is Kyle Bailey. The character he plays is named Kyle, which I didn't know. But he is the um, I can't wait till I get to high school, Billy. Oh <laughs> shit! Nice <no. laughs> from Billy Madison. That's fucking <laughs> Billy beautiful. Billy. I can't wait till I get to high school. Don't you? You stay don't here. You, ever say that. you stay here as long as you can. <laughs> um. But, uh, hey, Adam. Yes. What are you watching? Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you go first? Why? Because, trust me. All right, I Jack, watched... Uh, Jack, what are you watching? Uh, I started watching... A, we started watching a Hulu show, Dope Sick, which is about the uh, development rollout and the consequences of OxyContin. It has. Oh, I, um, I, I didn't see. I saw a trailer for that. I think it's got some some names in. Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson, uh, friend of the show. What's his name? He was in uh, fucking. He was in fucking. Uh, 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 what's what's the what's the fish fucking one? <laughs> oh, uh, Richard Jenkins. No, 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 no. The. The bad guy, the the one the one that's like actually a um, Russian agent. Oh, I can't remember. Michael Stolberg. 
Uh, Pierce Sarsgaard's in it. Will Poulter, who just... I don't know if you saw Will Poulter, who just got announced for the MCU. Um, so did Harry Styles. As what? Uh, I can't remember. Like Thanos' little brother, Jeff, or something. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, Caitlin Deaver, who, who is the non-Beanie Feldstein one from Booksmart. She's in it. There's a lot of people in it. It's uh, it's about Oxycontin. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, and then uh-huh. there's um there's a, uh, a YouTube show, a BuzzFeed YouTube show. There's two. I don't know if you ever seen BuzzFeed Unsolved. There's two. There's two versions of it. One is just BuzzFeed Unsolved, and one is BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. It's these two guys. Uh, uh, that the unsolved one they they just unsolved they 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 unsolved they just dive into unsolved cases they did db cooper mm-hmm. fucking uh jfk etc etc just like unsolved cases and then the supernatural one they they basically just go to haunted houses like they but not like you know like oh it's halloween let's go to like a spooky like where people are gonna jump out at you. They go to like legitimately like supposed to be haunted places. Yeah. yeah. With like equipment and try to uh and one's a skeptic and one's a believer, kind of like an X Files situation. Mm-hmm. Uh well it's they're getting into last se- their last season and they started this season by doing the house that the conjuring is based on. Oh, okay. And they went and they stayed overnight in it and they went to all the rooms and talked about all the stories. So Becky and Becky started doing day shift the other day. She did two day shifts in a row. So she was in bed by like 9.30. So I'm sitting at like 9.30 watching this Conjuring uh, YouTube video. And I'm like, I guess I should fucking watch The Conjuring. Mm, I wouldn't. Which I had never seen before. I haven't seen any of them either. I've heard, I've heard good things about like two of them. At this point, there's like 4,700 of them. Um, Fat P. John Hannigan um, and I, and Alex as well have uh, uh, talked in length uh, about the the Conjuring. Um, and I, I let me basically what it boils down to is I don't care for horror. Me neither. I don't. I like. I and I, I know think... what they're doing. I think what my issue with horror movies is that I associate them with being lesser than. Like, well, here's the, did you like Haunting of Hill House? Yes. The first, I, I ended up watching The Conjuring. Is my last. What are you watching? Imagine. So, if you watch Haunting of Hill House, because The Conjuring came out first, imagine watching Haunting of Hill House. But Vera Farmiga's there. Yes. No, it's... Yeah. But, like, it's, like, you watch it and you're, like, you watch Haunting of House and you love and you love the stuff in the house with the ghosts in the background and, like, the like the, the unsettling, like, just... Yeah. Imagine watching that and being, like, I want to see what inspired this. Yeah. So, but basically, like, by, the, by saying, like, I want to see what inspired this... You're saying I want to see what something is not as good and not 
to the no, no, like don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the conjuring. I, I enjoyed watching the movie. It's it's like I think I was spoiled by Hill House a little bit. So like they're in this house, and I'm kind of looking for ghosts that aren't there. No, you because you know what the issue is? You were spoiled by um Haunting of Hill House because Carlo Gugino is definitely more attractive than Vera Farmiga. No, I'm not saying uh, Vera, Vera Farmiga is very attractive, but Carly Gugino's got her beat, dude. Um, but overall, Conjuring is an interesting... I, I found it an interesting combination of Haunted House and Exorcism movie. Uh-huh. Um, because there's two things that can haunt house, haunt a house, a ghost and a demon, and this this blends like like it's it's kind of both in this movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I'm gonna rush to watch The Conjuring Two. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch an Annabelle. I have no in- like. Because she's yeah. in this movie, like they set, like the movie sets up by because Patrick Wilson and Via Farmiga are like the ghost hunters. They're not the people that are being hunted, like, ghosted. Yes. So, like, it starts out with them interviewing uh, these girls who had Annabelle, and they have this whole, but like. It starts. It's it's the start of basically a. Um, there's two Conjuring movies. I think there's about to be a third. There's three Annabelle movies. There's the Nun and there's the Curse of La Lornia or something. So what is that like uh, eight movies? Yeah. Like it starts. It, it's it sets it up brilliantly because they they. It's almost as if they knew what they wanted to do from the start because it builds in this room in the house um, that Patrick Wilson of uh, Vera Farmiga's character live in, mm-hmm. where they have taken, like when they go in and, and exercise a house or remove a spirit from a house, they take the like offending object. object uh-huh to their house to lock it away so that it can't hurt anybody. So you have this whole room that has just like all of these haunted, possessed... Just a room full of spooky shit? Yeah. So basically, it's like a museum of spooky, Mm -hmm. and that's the perfect setup for a like a franchise. Because all you need to do to set up your next movie... It's just go into that room and there's this spooky thing, yeah. and then you're off and running. Um, but anyway, Adam, what are you watching? Uh, nothing actually. I've been watching now. Um, <laughs> I um, uh, so I watched the the Netflix uh, series You. Um, their third season came out. Um, I watched that. I'm pretty sure, Zach, you've never seen any of You. Never seen any of it. Never. Um, don't have any interest. Nah, um, it's good. It's just stalking and killing, right? Yeah, but cleverly. Oh, with attractive women. Um, but uh, uh, I finished um Midnight Mass. 
Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoy so it. Um, enjoy the shit out of it. Um, which, which is why I wanted you to go first because the two things, two of the three things that I've watched this week, you you might want to talk about. So, um, do you want to talk about Haunting of Hill House at all? Now that I've not Haunting of Hill House, made by the same <laughs> guy, um, Midnight Mass. Uh, Midnight Mass. Now that I've watched all of it, um. Yeah, I had, I had spoken to you. We're gonna put a spoiler warning. So, yeah, actually, absolutely, spoiler warning um, on uh, on mid, on the Netflix series Midnight Mass. If you don't want to be spoiled, um, fast forward a, a little bit. Uh, I I had spoken before, I think, on the podcast about how I was kind of annoyed that they cast Henry Lucas as the dad. Just to put in makeup, but oh, here's the problem. We talked about it on the podcast. I think you just texted me that. That was that was in like I was like annoyed. I was like 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 you don't like need to cast this guy and put him in. But it, did you did and, you mention that he's a friend of the podcast? You know what? I think that's why. I think that's why. I think I think I did talk about it on the podcast because he is a friend of the podcast. He was an ET. Yeah, he was. Um, um they didn't. De- like age them down enough to really make it um like worth the the stunt casting. The stunt casting is a strong term. Yeah. But like they 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 got a little bit younger, but not enough where you're like but not to Henry Lucas. You didn't get to today's Henry Lucas. Yeah. Where the mom the the doctor's mom yeah, she gets young. Um, this it was a good show because it late it, like basically everything was there in the beginning. Like they basically, I mean, like there was like hidden twists, but like yeah, everything's right in front of you. You just don't understand. Hmm. Until certain things are revealed, and then you're like, "Oh fuck, that's why this, that's why that," and like yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, the last episode was fine. I I don't know what I was expecting, but I feel like it it like the build up didn't exactly pop at the end. Mm. What did you, What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh. Like I said, spoilers. Uh, Alex recommended it. Um, Matt recommended it. Um, I picked Matt up for work the one day um, after I watched like the first like episode and a half, um, and I said, "I'm like, I have, I, I have an idea of what's of something, um, and I, I don't want you to confirm or deny it. I just, I just want to say it out loud, so I know that if somebody else knows that I, I picked up on it, if it turns out to be true." In the first episode, when he thinks he sees the priest on the beach, mm-hmm. and then he goes onto the beach, and it, the the quote unquote priest runs away from him, I said to Matt, "I'm like the way that was the way that thing was running was very unnatural and unhuman like. So I don't think that that was the priest. I think creature." And he didn't confirm nor deny it, and it ended up being true that it was the vampire thing. That's another thing. I have a theory. Um, because I said, I think I said to Zach, 
um, off air through a text message. Like, it takes a certain kind of stupid that thing, that creature, and go, yeah, it's an angel. That's 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 here to do some good. That's what that's here for. It's well, not going to hurt. Or I sent you that that uh, I think it was Reddit. Oh yeah, Zach sent me. It's like a thing. It was like a. Uh, it's like a. It almost looked like um like a biology diagram of a bat, and it said, "Hey, look at this picture of this angel I found." <laughs> um, I have a I I the way the, the spectrum prism that I'm looking at the show through is that um, what he found in that cave was kind of an angel. It was a demon. A fallen angel. A fallen angel. I think what it is is a... It was a demon sent to Earth. Um, I think it makes it more interesting to look at it this way. As a demon that, felt that, that was sent to Earth by Satan... To trick a you know a a a a, 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 a someone a, a true believer like a, a, the who more is of a true believer than a priest, um, that they are an angel and they're here for good, to further Satan's influence on the on 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 the earth realm. Well, here's the thing that like wants me to agree with you. Um, I don't know that I outright do agree, but I want to agree with you because with the um, the religious aspect of the show, uh-huh. it seems kind of... I don't want it to be just like a vampire. I would rather yeah. it be a demon. I would rather... You know what? I'd even rather it be an angel. Yeah. Like, like an actual angel. And like but like the fact, like a vampire, kind of makes it kind of hokey with the re- religious um, aspect of the show. It, it 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 makes for a better um like a better uh, story for it to be in a, a demon disguised as something angel like in mm-hmm. in like the wings and stuff. Um, but what else are you watching? Uh, Many Shades of Newark. Fucking finally. Uh, what'd you think? Let me ask you a question first. Yeah. What did you specifically want to talk about in this movie? Um, also, spoiler alerts for the Many Saints of Newark if you haven't watched it. Um, what did you specifically want to talk about in this movie? Because there's only one thing I want to talk about in this movie. How necessary this movie was? Really? Yeah. The, are, you the, being, it, are, you, are you being are you being facetious I'm, or are you being serious? I'm being serious because oh, I thought this movie was a waste of my time. No, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I just feel like it was not good. What it? You didn't think it was good at all? I didn't think it was good. I thought it was fine. It just wasn't what I, A, was led to believe was going to be, and B, what I think I wanted it to be. They they lead you to believe that this is going to be the origin story of Tony Soprano, mm-hmm. when really 
that's only tangentially the the case. Uh, it's it's. Oh, for, uh, first off, what did you think about the the opening, the very opening of the movie? When they're going through, when the camera's panning through the cemetery. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched it. I started it the other day after I got home from work. Watched about the first half hour of it. Fell asleep. Went back and finished the the rest of it tonight. The opening I, is them sc- scanning through the cemetery, landing on different headstones, and hearing the voices of the people who are the that's their headstone. And then we land on Christopher's, and now the narrator of the movie is Christopher Moltisanti for no reason. I don't. Really, I can't even remember that. Uh, well, that's how the movie opens. Um, it was fine. I think they did a little bit. They were a little heavy-handed in the uh, sticking in characters. Yeah. That, um, and you know what? Like at the time when I was watching it, I had a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth about the Silvio and the Pauli, like representations. Mm-hmm. But they're necessary because they would have been there. Yeah. Like, you need them there. And, like, maybe they were a little cartoonish in terms of their younger self-representations. Yeah. Especially Sil. Yeah. But they needed to be there. So that's fine. But, like, the kind of thing where, like, Tony or the things Tony was doing... You never have any connection to any character around Tony specifically, mm-hmm. but like he just says a name, like like when they when they 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 knock off the the ice cream truck, uh-huh. and he's like Jackie, like you drive, and you're like, oh, it's fucking, oh, look at that, he's fucking knocking off an ice cream truck with Jackie April, yeah, and you're like, yeah, I guess that's that's. But, like, you have no connection. Like, you don't... There's no... You see that character once. You never see that character again. You have no connection to him and Tony. Later on, you see Carmella. But, like, it's the one time you see Carmella. You have no idea, like, what the relationship between him... I mean, you only are informed as to what their relationship is based on how they are, like, like where they are when you see them in the series. So you imagine that they're building towards a romantic relationship, not already mm-hmm. in one. Uh, the the Dicky Maltasani stuff I thought was was fine. Like overall, I thought I, I the movie is fine. I enjoyed it. What I I will be more okay with this movie if it's not the only one. Oh, okay. Like like it's it's specifically. Um, marketed as the many saints of Newark, a Sopranos story. Yeah, like haunt, like Solo. But no, no, but which leaves it open to that being a tagline on any number of stories within this universe. Yeah, 
So that that means that they're like if it's just the many states of Newark, and it's just the movie about when the Soprano, the, the people of the Sopranos in the sixties, then that's that. But the fact that they put that little tag on there, a Soprano story, means that there are other Soprano stories that could be told. Yeah. So if um, this is the first of what could be, you know, more, and we get deeper in, like, I'd like to see Tony in the 80s, like, when he's really coming up and, and like, making his bones and stuff like that. Um Oh, there was one point I was about to make, but I can't remember it. What, like, you didn't like it at all? That that's going far. Um, I thought it was cast well. I thought it was acted well, but in all in all, like it, it, like you said, it's fine. I in terms of, in, in terms of casting. Uh, the one thing I was annoyed at was like they basically were like, "How can we waste John Barenthal?" Uh-uh. He's he like, the, the, which which speaks to the, the 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 not what I was expecting thing. Like you think you're you're going to learn this the 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 uh, roots of Tony Soprano and how he became the person he was in. In 1999, when we when we meet him, and yeah. like you see his father for like 15 seconds throughout this entire movie, the only real shaping of him that you see is one talk Dickie has with him about fucking getting in trouble, and mm-hmm. then Dickie blowing him off and then getting killed right after. Yeah. Like I like I just wish it was kind of like I'm not uh, upset that the movie is basically the story of Dickie Maldonado and not Anthony Soprano, but like I wish it like they they marketed it as not that. Yeah. Um, um. I think I'm in the same boat as Zach. I like 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 Zach said, it's a fine movie. Like I said, the acting. Is I I yeah, I had some Dabagool, I had some Salam. I, it's it, you know it, it was it was a it was an interesting story. I got to see that fucking scene where they put the fucking impact driver in the dude's mouth. That was fucking brutal. Um, that Italian chick is hot, but like, all in all, like I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there's other shit that I could be watching. It just seemed like it. It seemed kind of like a waste of my time. Oh, let me get your opinion on something. Because it doesn't do anything. But at the same time, it doesn't do. What? It doesn't give me anything new that I didn't get from The Sopranos. The only thing that it gives me is that Uncle Junior ordered the hit on Christopher's dad. But that's a, that's and the I, problem and, with prequels. And all that does is tell me that Junior is an asshole, and I already knew that. That's the problem with prequels. Is it's like. You know the stories end, yeah, and it's just giving you background information. Like prequels can only give you because when, you, like, when you watch The Sopranos, 
you you see Tony, you know Tony, you know Tony as he is in this time. It doesn't really matter why he's as he is in this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is who he is. So, like, the prequel is only giving you the whys, not the what. Yeah, I, I just... So, um, yeah. I, any, I, I mean, don't any, get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm not upset that I watched it. But I feel like my time would have been better suited watching something else. Now, I'm, I'm curious as to how it would be... I mean, you, you're coming... You're very fresh off of your Sopranos watch. Yeah. A few years down the line... And I'm, I'm a little burnt out on Sopranos just watching clips on YouTube. I feel like I've watched like the big moments. So like I, I'm flirting with the idea of doing a Sopranos, Sopranos rewatch, but like I've watched so many clips lately, I feel like I've kind of taken the luster out of it. Mm-hmm. If I were to stop doing that, not watch any Sopranos stuff for like maybe like two or three years, and then like like 2025 or so, be like I'm going to do a Sopranos rewatch, and then start. With many saints, many saints, and then watch the series. I wonder how I'd feel about it then. Hmm, that's a good point. But here's my question: uh, I I brought this up to mom, and she didn't pick up on it. And I feel like I feel like they were throwing it in our face. Vera Farmiga mm-hmm. plays Lydia. Yeah. Is she also playing Edie Falco? Yes. Okay. Because I feel like that's part they're trying to tell us something with that. I I thought that from the from the initial trailer, I was like, I like I like Vera. Like I I just mentioned, I just did a whole fucking you know ten minute piece about how Vera Farmiga is very attractive, and and I and not just to boot, she's a good actress as well. Um, so I was like, oh, awesome, Vera Farmiga is playing Tony's mom. I could totally see her playing a young Tony's mom. And then I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, she sounds a lot like Carmela. And I was like, like oh, that's exactly... And, and it was funny. Fuck, it is, this is going to go full circle. Because dad, dad's been like, I guess, I don't know, I guess since they watched Many Saints of Newark, mom and dad have been re-watching Sopranos episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there was a, they were watching an episode today. And it, I forget what episode it was, but it was after spoilers. Tony kills um, what's Ralphie? Ralph? Ralphie, jo- um, Joey Pants. Ha- ha- yeah, Joey Pants. After Ralphie, he kills yeah. Ralph, he's in the psychiatrist's office, and the psychiatrist says something, and Tony responds with, "Is everything that's wrong with everybody?" somehow related to their mom and it made me think about that because i think you know like they always people always say like you you know like you you end up like it it goes with both guys and girls like you end up dating like a version of your mom or you end up dating a version of Mm -hmm. your dad um so i think that was very heavily than why Vera Farmiga sounds almost yeah, exactly absolutely. absolutely. As soon as I started watching this, I was like, "Oh my god, that's they're like that's what they're like subtly, not even the point of it, but just like which makes me like 
the movie a little more because the point of the movie isn't that Tony married his mom. But the fact that they're putting you in this time frame allows you to pick up on that even more. Um, I like, but, but, but when it comes down to it, I think what I was looking based based on the timeline, the like the era we're in, and I, I guess I was kind of looking for Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. With Sopranos characters in it, because you're you're taking these characters that we know and putting them and showing them in a era where the mob was different than it was than we see them in the HBO show. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them in this like where they really were untouchable, like they were the. I just I feel like I didn't get enough of that. I did like the Ray, Ray Liotta twist. Oh, with the twin. Yeah. It took me a second. I was like, wait, didn't he just die? Yeah, I I I, I enjoyed. Because um, you in the trailer you see him in jail. You don't see him not in jail. Mm-hmm. So you're not expecting when he fucking kills him. Because you're waiting for his father to get arrested and go to jail. Mm. Um. Anyway, it took it took long enough, but yeah. And like I said, like it, like I'm 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 not I'm not upset that I watched it because I I enjoy a full story, but I feel like I I could have watched something else instead. I mean, also they kind of just leave the Leslie Odom Jr. storyline kind of just. Open, like they like. I listened to a podcast recently about the Sopranos with somebody who had watched had watched and ranked every uh, episode, like for uh, the Ringer or something. Mm-hmm. I forget which podcast or which web website. Um, they talk about the difficult uh, relationship the Sopranos had with race. Yeah, and how they they kind of uh, they do things like they make Tony, who is pretty much an ignorant character, like like when he's like not happy with Meadow dating a black guy. Yeah, it's... like the Noah guy, like uh, like you're like he's an ignorant character who's not like on board with this so you're supposed to take that stance as ignorance but then they do like just like every time else you see like black people they're just like like when they throw that one guy off the bridge I don't even remember the scenario and then like there's like just talking to black guys like what'd you see and they just hand them money they're just black guys you know what I mean yeah um the fact that they made uh like that like the, the, an African American gang, basically, like a a big part of the movie to the point where you think that they're going to be the one that kills. And then, until until um until Junior picks up that phone, they the way they the way everything is put together is to lead you to believe that it's um Aaron Burr who shot him. 
I'm the damn fool that shot him. I'm the damn fool that shot Dickie. And then, like, he does it, and then there's nothing, there's no resolution. But, again, I, 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 I had some, some cured meats and some cheeses, some crackers. I watched it. I had a good time. Got me yeah. watching the Sopranos clips again on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, like I said, it was fun. Just I, I, I was, I was hoping for more. I spent a lot of the movie sitting there thinking, "I'm like, man, what is something like awesome gonna happen that Zach needs to talk about?" And like, wow, some of like, like, like there was good, um, like good seat, like the, when the guy gets shot at the end, like when, when, um, like, like what was the exact because it's been a while. Because you dragged your fucking ass. Um, where the the isn't like Dicky beating up the guy and then he gets shot like while he's like holding him and it's like holding by him it's like collar or something like that. Oh yeah, he um what's his name? What's the comedian's name? Joey Diaz. Is that Joey Diaz? Know. Pretty sure know. it's Joey Diaz. But yeah, the guy says something about Dicky's um Gumar. Excuse is it me, Gumar um, or is it Guma? Guma. Is it H? Is it H or an R? I think it's an R, but they just pronounce it as an H. Um, the, his Guma. Fucking Italians. Fucking Italians. Fucking, they they have no respect for letters. No. Um, the Italian people. Yeah, he's he's like beating the shit out of him, and as he's like holding him, he gets fucking hit in the head. Um. Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. It, of of the things I've watched this week, it was definitely my number three. But what we'll be watching for next week is Adam kind of cheating a little bit. Yeah, so um, Zach kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast. Um, like I said, I don't care for horror movies. I I I look at them as like I and it's it's unfair because I I, I definitely judge a book. Um, I judge a book. Not even by its cover. Um, you judge that, a book by its its Dewey Decimal System placement. Yeah, um, I I base it um, like I, I I base it strictly on just like things that I've seen and uh, horror like like lesser quality. Like I don't like I, like when was the last time a horror movie went? Uh, Moonlight. Um, but yeah, like I just, I just, I look at horror movies in as a as like a lesser. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get canceled for that. Yeah, as like a lesser, a lesser movie. Um, so the movie I picked for next week, it's it's a horror movie in the sense that there's zombies in it, but it thought it's it's a comedy. Um, I picked uh, Shaun of the Dead. Because I love that movie. Nothing. It's not scary at all. I mean, it's in it, but it's not scary. It's 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 hilarious. People get bit. People get people die. I guess it. Like, it's yeah. just... But it's it, it's it's technically not a not a horror movie, but it's it's definitely uh, fitting with the uh, I think with the with the theme of you know scary stuff, spooky stuff. Spooky so next week, 
uh, next week we'll wrap up uh, Spooky Movie Club, and we will unveil our because uh, through the rest of the year and into the new year. I just realized because I was I actually actually said in text to somebody today to check availability. Um, uh, we got a couple. We got we're, we're just chugging along with these theme months. So next month is going to be another theme month, which we will reveal next week. Uh-huh. Including what is quite possibly the most disturbing and my favorite of the Instagram pictures that I've made so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Looking back, pretty bad because if you, it's the scene where Casper kisses her on the cheek. So, and I'm Casper and you're Christina Ricci. And you're always kissing me on the cheek. And that's. I'm always okay, trying to keep brothers. You you can always keep me because we're mm. brothers. Exactly. Uh, so join us next week. We'll be covering uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, we'll be finishing up Spooky Movie Club. Adam, if you want to do your bit real quick, as you can say, um, how about I do my my outro while you check to see if Shaun of the Dead is on any streaming service at the moment. Which I had not. I don't believe it. And you know what? I think I did when you suggested it. That's the problem. Um, I do these things like I'm too on top of my game or on top of mm-hmm. the ball. So you're like, let's do this movie. And I'm immediately checking it. And then it's like three weeks before we actually have to, have to talk about it. So like... And we have the Willy Wonka incident. But go do your bit. Um, follow us on the Twitter. At summer movie CLU and then the number one. Um, let us know your, like we said always for this month, let us know your favorite horror movies, kid friendly horror movies, non kid friendly horror movies, movies that just in them but aren't really horror movies. Um, like let like us the know. Disney movie, like Disney original movie Zombies. Exactly. Um, but uh, yes, also follow us on Instagram to see Zach's hilarious pictures um, that he makes. And um, Zach, if you don't have anything else. Uh, uh, the, uh, the movie is streaming on uh, TNT, TBS, and True TV, that family of networks. Uh, I don't know if it's on demand, like on your cable network, or if it's mm-hmm. specifically on the like the apps that are associated with those networks, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to guarantee you they have ads, though. Yeah, probably. Uh, Other than that, uh, I don't have anything. Thanks, Um, Be safe, be healthy, be spooky, be kind to one another. Guys, guys, uh, please, for the love of God, Fucking be spooky. Be spooky, guys. Yeah. It's not that hard. Every day. Like just walk up to a random old lady and just go boo. It's gonna just just show up in a random, you know, hotel just rattling chains. Like spread spread word that if you say your name into a mirror three times, it'll make you appear in the They'll kill you, but like, give it to, like, like, really, like, uh, really, like, finite, like, 
you know, like distribution of materials. Like, so that, like you, like, like pick a person, like say you live in an apartment building and you're on the third floor, right, Adam? Yes. Uh, pick a person on like the fourth floor, like, like pick one specific person and just keep feeding them materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, like slide, slide pamphlets under the door, uh, uh, airdrop links of YouTube videos that you've made to this one person, where if you say your name into a mirror three times, uh, that you'll appear and, and attempt to murder them. And then simultaneously, in your off time, when you're not sending these links and, and materials, dig a hole into the, your wall and then up through the infrastructure of the building up into the bathroom, probably the bathroom is the safest bet, of this person that you're attempting to to get into this scenario. And then, like, you, cut you a hole. Can, cut. You, you've completely lost me. No, uh, what I'm telling you is you catfish a person, basically, into thinking you're a spooky ghost. And oh, then okay. you cut a hole into the back of their mirror, right? So that you so you get to the point where they think that they're they're like there's no way this is real. <laughs> I keep getting these pamphlets about this spooky guy, uh, and then you like it, it's basically a prank, right? But it's fun anyway. Stay spooky. <laughs> Are you asleep again, or is this just your your breathing? No, no, I'm no, I'm, I'm good. That's you need to listen to your breathing, Adam. I know, I, I do, and I'm, what it is is I'm literally like I have the phone. I, I I I recently I haven't been recording with the headphones because I feel like the headphones were fucking um, up the audio. I literally have the phone. Um, if I if I pulled out a tape measure, I have the phone about three inches from my mouth. So. <laughs> I'm. I'm really. I was just. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I was waiting for you to finish your convoluted thing of my bet. The, it's the person, bit, person on the fourth floor, and you're gonna. And no, I you're just, not I, gonna murder them. I lost it, dude. I'm, that's what I mean. I. I fucking lost what you were no, talking about. No, you. Like, you weren't dude. going to murder them. You were going to make them like it was a prank. It was. You're never gonna. You're never gonna murder them. But it was the implications. It was a spooky prank. Anyway, thanks, guys. Love you guys. Mean it. Be safe. Be healthy. Be kind to one another. Be spooky. We'll see everybody next week for Shaun of the Dead, and I'll try not to hold the phone so close to my fucking face. Zach, love you. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, sorry. I was just reading. It's spooky, Zach. Thanks, guys.